This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Shocker. IMDb moved the tagline, so I don't know where it went. I like two in the yellow and one in the bellow. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Hotlanta is hanging out with his moms. Yeah, probably. I yeah, don't know. Because I mean it's Mother's Day. Yeah. So I assume he's with his mother. In the but, bellow, huh? Yeah, well, yes. In the bellow. In the bellow. And we watch Shocker. Uh, we did, as suggested to us by a fair question. Yeah, sorry, person, I forgot to look it up. <laughs> uh, incoming shortly. Uh, it was oh, our our loving supposed alleged real cousin Brett Sontag, two legged bringer of destruction. That's who suggested it. So, yep, sorry, Brett. Brett didn't watch it. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, which is always fun to say. Uh, yeah, so we watched that at uh, Brett's suggestion. Supposed, supposed Brett. Well, actual Brett, supposed alleged real cousin. Yeah. Because I still, I still don't know whether I trust Hotlanta on that or not. <laughs> Like, you never know. He's like, oh, it's my cousin, Brett. I'm like, sure it is, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to fall for that one again. He does fall back on it being they played Mega Man. Yes. In such a way that it does seem suspect. (laughs) So you're like, yes. So, yeah, I I still don't 100% believe it. But I don't have any proof to the contrary. So I go with supposed alleged And yes, so uh, Chris, how does this movie start? A uh, bunch of weird busted electronics. <laughs> and yeah, it's like so, yeah, someone went to like I don't know, like your electronic surplus store, and just like I don't know, let's get a bunch of stuff and attach them to each other. Maybe put some blood on them. Yeah, maybe have the worst soldering I've ever seen in my entire life occur. Oh, I love the dude. I love the shot of the sarniter, and it's just like sticking into frame the tip. And someone just puts the fucking like solder to it and just melts the whole like fucking line of it <laughs> into nothing. Like they're not connecting anything with they're just like melting solder against the soldering iron for no fucking reason other than, hey, it would look cool if we had this. Yeah, I was like, man, that's 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 a whole bunch of not how you do that. Yep. Yep. I've soldered maybe one thing in my life, but that was a better job than these people did. And yeah. I wasn't like in tenth grade. First thing you do is you jam about eight dollars worth of solder into nothing. Yep. <laughs> oh Jesus! But I mean, it looks cool when it hits the iron because it just like instantly liquefies and like oh, it's kind of neat visual. It's a neat visual, but it's like you're just like, for fuck's sake! I know you're doing that only as a visual because otherwise it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it gets all over his shoe. Mm-hmm. Of course it did. He was just jamming a bunch of solder on the end of that thing. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I just melt this entire roll of solder for no fucking reason other than, hey, man, this would look cool if I did it. And uh, the TV... He curses, he curses a lot. He does. Yep. There's a bloody knife. Yeah. The uh, TV is on saying about murders. Murderers. A dude is running around for the last, like, nine months or something killing families yeah and apparently no one has seen any has not seen hide nor hair of the man so we don't know what he looks like don't know his name just that like apparently just kicks down doors like nobody's business and then just murdered the earlers everyone inside and also performs like weird rituals yeah unspecified rituals unspecified occult ritual yes i mean i'm assuming it's a cult because there's a dead cat Obviously. And then we meet uh, one up... Of the, uh, one of the victims being hauled out, though, is Heather Langenkamp, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, nice Wes Craven callback. 
And uh, we meet up with Football Guy. Oh, yes. Football Guy. And he's uh, good at football. He Well, he's good at football when he's paying attention to football. Yeah. When, when he's paying attention to his girlfriend in the stands, he, he tends to get plowed by defensive men. I mean, tackled by defensive men. Mm. I mean, I'm not here to judge. Well, I mean, Rhino is his best friend. Yeah. And uh, Coach gets on him for, you know, lacking focus. Uh, he does do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. Focus. You must focus. You must learn focus or control. You must learn control. And then he, he does manage to run into the goalposts after scoring a touchdown. Yes. Like straight, like head on into the, the one metal pole sticking up out of the ground within like 50 feet. He just plows right into it. And then I think he's he has a concussion, or he's acting like... I don't 100% understand. It's unclear. I think he has a concussion. Well, I think he was pretending to have a concussion with his girlfriend, like, re- pretending like he didn't remember her. And then she pretended like... Then, like, they were, like, flirting, I think. That is my best guess as to what was going on. Yeah, but then he seemed really disoriented and saw the the digital ghost children when they were walking home. Oh, that was a dream. Was it? Yes. Fuck, I can't remember. That was a dream. The digital ghost children were part of the dream. Right. And when I saw that, I realized, oh, we're in a dream now. Because it's a Wes Craven movie, and you gotta have dreams. Yeah. So in the dream, there's the digital ghost children. He goes then, to his foster parents' house? Yes, and he's like, oh, I grew up here. And his girlfriend's kind of like, oh, okay. And he's like, huh, there's a TV repair van parked in front of it. That's weird. And then there's weird noises coming from inside. I should go see what's going on. Hey, where'd my girlfriend go? Yeah. And inside, uh, it's a bad scene. Yes. Well, his foster brother is there with like broken fingers and is like bleeding out on the floor. And then he goes upstairs to his little sister's room, and there is A.D. Skinner um, trying to murdulate the the mother and the small daughter. And he tries to tackle A.D. Skinner and just dives into him and then disappears and wakes up. Yeah, next to his girlfriend at, at his house, his real house. Yeah. I think they share the house. I think that's off-campus housing with a sick waterbed. Sick-ass waterbed, said nobody since 1988. I had a waterbed up till 1996 because I was behind the times. Gross. Oh, it was great in the winter, man. You get the heater going on that thing, and you were toasty. In the summer, you just turn the heater off, and it would suck all the heat out of you when you're really warm because, you know, it gets fucking hot in Iowa in the summer. That was great. Uh, I hope you like the world's heaviest object. <laughs> well, you just drain it before you move it, Chris. You run out, you just run a hose out the window and you siphon that fucker. But waterbed's notwithstanding. Yeah. He, uh, he wakes up and uh, is compelled or gets a phone call. Uh, I think he... Yeah, I think he gets a phone call from his dad or his foster dad telling him to to come o- to, to come on over. Yeah, and he's a he's a detective. The foster dad, not the football man's. Right, the foster dad is a detective at L.A. place, M- Maryville, and uh, he goes to his foster Haddonfield. He's, Haddonfield, Chris. He's in Haddonfield. <laughs> Which is definitely on the East Coast. Don't worry about those palm trees. Yes. Oh, that was in Ohio. Who knows? I don't, obviously. I don't remember where Halloween is set. I just Uh, had a field, but I don't remember where. I think it is supposed to be Ohio. Regardless. Irregardless. So he he shows up because his foster dad thought it'd be cool to invite him to an active crime scene where his family was killed. And tells him not to go in there. So why would you even tell him to come? Maybe he just decided to go over there because he had the bad dream. 
Yeah, I guess maybe so. I think that maybe that's what happened. I don't remember. I watched it last night. I watched I it like 42 minutes ago, and I don't remember. Well, this part, honestly, was about two and a half hours ago for you, Chris. I guess that's true. Because <laughs> it's a long-ass movie. <laughs> uh, and he freaks out. I mean, understandably. Yep. But he tells his dad that he dreamt about it. And um, and even, like, uh, mentions a couple of the, like, the fact that his, like, brother, his foster brother's fingers were broken and stuff, which they had not told anyone, but he knew about it. And where people were killed. So his his father, his foster father's kind of inclined to, like, not completely dismiss him right away. Yeah. And uh, thanks to prophetic dreams he gives them the inside track about the van he saw which leads yeah, him to so, the yeah, to shop yeah because he gets the name off of the van and uh they decide to raid like they don't have a warrant or anything they get like fucking six cops there no warrant and they're like uh detective how are we gonna get in here like we don't he's like oh look we're here to investigating a possible burglary look the door is unlocked <laughs> it's like i have probable cause why do you have probable cause sir because i said i have probable cause <laughs> did you hear that scream <laughs> so they uh they they head in but uh find diddly s squat until uh tv 80 man 80 skinner 80 skinner Grabs a cop from behind his sick-ass hidden bookcase door. Yeah, because he couldn't just, like, let the cops wander around and leave. No, you gotta, like, at least take one of them out. Yeah. Which, uh... Then leads to more of them, because he takes out the one cop, puts on his cop costume. Yes, his... Not a uniform, his costume. Yeah. I refuse to acknowledge its official capacity. Well, that reminds me, like, the other night, when my wife asked me to pass the French fry sauce because she couldn't come up with the word ketchup in her brain. That happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does, especially when she's tired. And uh, he manages to take out, like, four cops before he makes his escape. Yep. Like, in, does he do it in a cop car, even? Or does I, he do it in his van? I don't remember. Let's say yes. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> At this point, he's uh, I, I, he meets up with football guy while all this is happening. Who's he? Uh, Ad Skinner. Oh, uh, okay. They, he makes his acquaintance. How did I, he do that? I don't remember. I don't either. I don't remember that happening at all. Well, he he knows his of his existence on account of. Oh yeah yeah oh yeah because he um. Well, because yeah, because he knew that the the detective was after him, so he killed the detective's family, and then he realized uh, that oh, because oh, because because the football man's was on the TVs with the the detective, and so he's like, oh, football man's is also involved, and finds out where he lives, and then goes and murderates uh, the girlfriend. But don't worry, she comes back as a force ghost. Yes, but that's uh, that's later on. Yeah, I just want people to know. Yeah, we can't think people who died stayed dead in a horror movie. That'd be weird. That'd be strange. And we don't want to traumatize people. So, uh, he does the deed. Football man yep. finds out about it. Yep, and they're like, yeah. So they they call. They're like, the, he gets home and the cops. Or no, they. That's when he gets a call from. He's at football practice because he's got a big game against. I don't know, like. State opposing, University. Yeah, State University that, that weekend. And so, but he's still going to compete even though his foster family was killed. That's what they would have wanted. Yeah, that's what they would have wanted. They wanted him to succeed and catch the touchdowns. And uh, they, uh, and so he gets a call from, or he gets a call from his dad and or his coach tells him that he's got, that he needs to go home. And he goes home and they're like, don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, so he immediately goes in there. Yes, and his like girlfriend there is like dead in the bathtub. Yeah. Okay. 
and Jacob, the water's all dark red and whatever. Yeah, and when AD Skater kills somebody with a knife, there is blood everywhere. Yes. I mean, he he does not keep the blood in the body. No, it is all over the place. He he, he ascribes to the Sam Raimi uh, level of blood flow. More, more, more. Yep. <laughs> so he, um, football boy. Yep. Has, has another dream. Right. Oh, no, he decides that he's going to track down this this killer with his dreams. Yeah. So so he, he hires his he gets his friend Jubal early to uh, to get in the car with him. And it, you don't tell it's find out what he told his friend until afterwards. But he uh, his friend agrees to it. And then he's walking down the street uh, to some intersection and he hears cries from inside the rent, the apartment building so he goes running in there, follows the screams, and there is a lady being dragged through a hallway to the top of the stairs by A.D. Skinner. And he tries talking A.D. Skinner into not killing her. And I think he manages to actually talk to keep him from killing her. But then his attention, A.D. Skinner's her- attention gets turned on him. Yeah, and then so Skinner comes after him, but then he starts yelling Rhino, who is, well, or Jubal early. He starts yelling for Jubal early. And you're like, oh, is he like coming up the stairs afterwards after him? But nope, he's waking him up because they, he was taking a nap in his car in order to dream about where A.D. Skinner was. Well, if you die in your dreams, you die for real. Yeah, we learned that from uh, some movie. I don't know, some movie some director did. Yeah, some guy, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Will Will Skaven? I uh, I don't think he went on to do much of anything. No, I mean other than uh, inspire a line of uh, miniatures for Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, well, we all make mistakes. Mm. I know the Skaven were fun, from what I hear. I never played them. So uh, uh, they head over. They they start driving over there, and as soon as they drive, apparently they were doing that, like they were just parked at the stadium for the whatever college they're at, and uh, they go driving out, and then like fucking sixteen cop cars come fo- ripping out from around the corner to follow them. <laughs> yeah, because apparently they knew. I don't. I don't hundred percent know why the fuck the cops were there like that. I think his dad thought he was gonna try to pull some bullshit like that, so he was like, "I'm just gonna follow my son." So that, like, he doesn't get himself in trouble harassing people because he had dreams about them. Knowing my son, he's going to try to commit vigilante justice via prophetic dreams. Yes. I mean, whose son hasn't done that? We've all been there. Am I right, parents? (laughs) It's Mother's Day. It's time to have a prophetic dream. I'm in time, so I have to tell you, don't follow through on your prophetic dreams. (laughs) Uh. I don't, think, I'm, I don't think I've ever had a dream come true, and I'm okay with that, because my dreams get weird. Like, they get nonsensical. That's probably for the best, then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the world needs to lose all matter of causality. I just uh, have sleep yeah. paralysis nightmares, so... Hmm. Well, those kind of come true by nature. Uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I imagine they're not. You ever wonder what it feels like to be the guy in the one video by Metallica? because <laughs> nope. it's like that and uh yeah so they all go ripping over to this apartment building and they get there all the cop the cop entire cop shop basically like parks between uh football boy and the building and they're like you can't go in there and then they hear screams from inside the building and most of them go running up and they leave one cop behind who the football mans then promptly just juke and get around yeah, and now when he like uh, old Rhino just like s- smashes him over the boat of that car. Yeah, like clotheslines. <laughs> <over laughs> <just, the> <laughs> uh, I was like, dude, it's nineteen eighty nine and you're black and it's L A. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. He saw he saw him pro wrestling's. <laughs> so uh, and they all bust in. Yep. They chase A.D. Skinner to the roof. Right. Because he like he lets go of his uh, hostage and throws her down the stairs. Yeah, and the only person able to avoid her is the uh, 
football protagonist boy. Yeah, because he's got mad football moves. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get up to the roof where they got one of the roof ladders. You know, that ladder yeah. that goes from one roof to another roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, who does that? I mean, it works, I guess. But, like, who just leaves a ladder between building roofs? Yeah. That... That probably was way more dangerous of a stunt than it looks like. Oh yeah, because like one fucking slip and you're just like you either you're you're landing on your nuts on the ladder or you're falling off ladder to your death. Yeah, on top of a ladder. Yeah, and it's uh and they're round and they're round rungs, right? So like you have no good footing. Yeah, that's the kind of movie this is where I was more concerned about the stunt man's safety than I was about what was happening. <laughs> Yep, and so he gets to yeah. So then, eighty Skinner gets the other side of the the other side of the ladder, the other building, pulls the ladder, so it drops down in between the buildings, and Football Man's is like, well, there's only one thing I can do, and that is jump between buildings. And Jubal Early is like, dude, you do you really want to do this? And he's like, I got no fucking choice. And then just he runs and lands like clears it by like four or five feet. Like the like he didn't like hit by like his toe his like his toenails or anything like he landed like four or five feet onto the roof and the other door there apparently the door on the other roof was still locked from the inside so yeah. ad skitter was not able to get off of the roof so they have themselves a good old uh tussle and yeah like that's like some pro wrestling stuff whoever whoever choreographed that fight had been watching some pro wrestling yeah that like the the like suplex scoop slam thing he does is pretty hard Yep, yep, and there's some clotheslines, and I was just like, okay, where's the, uh, where's the camel clutch, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, can we, can we just drop, drop a leg on this guy? Come on. And, uh, uh, AG Skater manages to get the upper hand, Yep. but then the cops burst through the door, and he just gives up. Yeah, he just gets arrested. Yeah. And, uh. He went to a lot of trouble to just get arrested. So they take him to prison. Yes. Where he is put on death row and executed like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no there's not even a trial that we know of. He just like like eh, he killed those people. He's going to fucking die now. Yeah, he's on the roof and the next time you see him, he is straight up getting last rites. Yep. Well, not quite. They're getting ready to give him his last rites, but he did request a TV in his room. They gave him that. And jumper cables, inexplicably. Yes. All your TVs come with jumper cables in the 80s, Chris. You don't remember that? All your prison TVs come with complimentary jumper cables. <laughs> He's got those hooked to his hands. He's got fucking, like, angelic script scrawled on the floor with red candles, where, again, where the fuck did he get candles? Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, and uh, he's, like, electrocuting himself with the TV, and they decide to try to stop him. So when they grab the bars, he just grabs the bars and shocks them, too. Yeah, because he's praying to his TV god. Yeah, the great god of TV electricity. It's a big digital mouth. Yes. I think that's how it's credited. It's almost how it's credited. It's called, like, Dark Mouth or something. Yeah. And the big TV god mouth is just like, hey, cool, I got you back. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Did I get a concussion at some point? Yeah. 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 Did you run into a, the, a goalpost at any point, Chris? Well, okay. So in fairness, I missed the like, literal three words of dialogue that explained that he was uh, worshiping dark TV forces <laughs> 48 well, had, minutes like, ago in this movie. <laughs> He had mummified cats in his uh his repair warehouse too. I just thought he was a hoarder. Yeah. yeah it's entirely possible he was a herder. So uh they they go to stop him from being dead on account of they want to make him dead themselves. Yeah, they're like, oh like, oh dude, like if we let him die, we're gonna be in trouble. I'm like, you're just gonna kill him. Like, what's the Hmm. Yeah. If he just wants to die, let him die. It seems like you streamlined the operation, actually. Yeah. Maybe you should and just give everybody jumper cable so TVs. And he died from being shocked by electricity. So, like, you even, like, fit the electrocution bill. So, come on. Let's just yeah. call it good. 
But nope, they try to give him mouth to mouth. Yeah, which uh, just results in a cop getting his tongue chewed off. Or his lips stretched way the fuck out. Like, it's this really, it's almost comedic. The the way, how long, how far that lip is stretched in that gag. And yeah. then he bites, the other guy tries to stick his fingers in his mouth to pry his mouth open to let go of the lip. And gets his fingers bitten off for his troubles. And then we start getting the uh, one-liners, Chris. Yeah. When he's like, ah, finger licking good. Classic. Yep. Also, I just want to point out his prison jumpsuit makes him look like a generic race car driver costume. It is kind of, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was real weird. A weird style choice. It's like orange, but it's got like a checkerboard of black and white across the middle of it. The big yeah. strip. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to, like, if that's like a, or is that rank insignia for the, for the prisoners? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, no, he's he's a expedited death row. Yeah, he's going to cross that finish line real soon. It's next day death row. Death row is who pays me. <laughs> so they, uh, they take him into the electric chair, old Sparky, if you will. Yep. <laughs> And they have a doctor there, and she's just like, I don't, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I don't want anybody to die. I'm a fucking doctor. Like, I don't kill people. Like, why am I here? Yeah. The whole time. I mean, I think they have to have a doctor. Well, to declare him, like, legally dead, yes. They they need to have a doctor. And they, uh... Okay, I'll be honest. Not 100% sure what the fuck happened here. All right, so... Okay, so, uh... Detective and football boy show up because they want like a front row seat to see this guy get electrocuted. Uh, the fucking warden's like, hey, you know, I usually don't like doing this part part of the thing, but since this dude is just a like a fucking like seven pounds of shit in a five pound bag, I am more than happy to uh, to preside over these things. Does the prisoner have any last words? And the prison the prisoner's like, yeah. I'm going to heavily imply that I'm actually your daddy, football boy, and that I killed your mom and you shot me in the knee, and that's why I have that weird limp that I always have, and you know, and that's presumably like why he went after the cop's family because they fostered him. Um, but and presumably that's why he keeps dreaming about the guy is because he's his daddy. Uh, but. Like they never a hundred percent confirm that in the movie, but they just everyone just kind of seems to accept it as up. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, is that he's your daddy, and then they electrocute him, and he just kind of sucks up a bunch of electricity, and like the 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 electricity won't stop flowing. Yeah, to him, and so the doctor grabs him. Well, she's not a scientist. She's like a medical scientist. Well, yeah, but she's not a she's not a like uh, electrical engineer or anything. Yeah, like what she know about electrical chairs and whatnot. Yeah. And so she starts getting shocked. They finally manage to cut the power, but the whole like prison power system goes down. Yeah, and he disappears. Yep. And everybody freaks out. They, the warden scrambles everybody to go look for him. Yeah. And detective and football boy find him like in a in a corner of a hallway and where his body then just suddenly catches like magnesium flare fire. Yeah. And just like vaporizes. Yeah. And they uh they're all just kind of like uh, okay, cool. Um, we probably should get the doctor some help, though. Yeah, because there's no doctor here now, because she's unconscious, because she got electrocuted. Yeah. But then she's kind of semi-conscious, and she's kind of woozy. They kind of get her into a car, and they're driving her, and then they're like, how's she doing? It's like, oh, she's fine. She's just sleeping peacefully. I'm like, she's probably fucking dead. <laughs> like... You're just looking at her in the back seat, like, and let you, and you're driving on a road. You, you know, way you can tell if she's breathing or not. Those guys were definitely not scientists. 
No. No. And then there is an... And then she wakes up. Yeah. And she's got what, like, like red-black eyes? Yeah. And then she starts making puns. Yeah. And and starts snapping necks. Yep. Because it turns out that A.D. Skinner is uh, going full falling on everybody. Yep. (laughs) And uh, so there's an accident, and uh, the doctor sadly does not make it, but one of the cops driving uh, does. And his name starts with a P, but I don't remember his name. Palomino. Let's go with Palomino, because it's not correct, but it starts with a P. That's all I could ask. Yep. And then we jump to, uh, is this the the dude's packing up his his love crib? Uh, Is that... Paul's man's? Maybe. Well, he ends up in the park. Oh, but no, no, not yet. Because so he's, yeah, he's packing up his house, his rented house, uh, because, well, you know, he doesn't have anyone to share rent with anymore. Yeah. And so there's a knock on the door and he's like, hey, if you want to see the place, go next door and talk to the landlord because I'm packing up here. Yeah. And then the 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 guy on the other side says, police, open up. And he's calling him by his name. I don't know, Nathan Johnson or whatever the fuck his name actually is. Um, and he looks in there and it's, uh, officer Palomino, uh, knocking on the door, trying to get in. And then the guy, and then, uh, he's like, oh yeah, your dad told me to get you, bring you back to the station so he could talk to you, blah, blah, blah. And then the phone, phone rings, answering machine picks up and it's his dad telling him that officer Palomino has disappeared from the hospital and, just checking in to see if he's okay. And then uh football man's puts two and two together and comes up with, Oh shit. And, uh, that's when the, uh, the officer starts shooting through the door at him. Yeah. And that's when he makes his escape. Yep. To the park. And, and you see that the, the cop is dragging his left foot behind him with a stiff leg, because that's how <clears throat> AD Skinner was walking. Whenever you saw him earlier. Yeah. So apparently his handicap transfers from body to body. Yeah. I mean, TV God is a vengeful God. Mm-hmm. So he's at the park. And uh, Officer Palomino catches up with him, fires wildly. Yeah, like into crowds. Like like literally the football man realizes he's running towards a crowd of people that and the cop is drawn on him. And he turns to kind of put like fewer people behind him in case like this cop just starts shooting, which is which good because that's totally what he does. Just <laughs> yeah. fires wildly. I was actually impressed though, that like they had the character realize that a bunch of people are going to get shot if he didn't change direction. So he changed direction. Like that is just a weird bit. That's a, like a really like small piece of direction that like you don't expect to see in movies, yeah. but it was, it was really good. And uh, somehow or another, he, he gets outruns the cop because the cop's, you know, fat and middle aged, and he's a fucking like college football star, and yeah. he just wears the cop out, and he's like, oh ha, he's like, ha ha, because he realizes it's his, it's eighty Skinner in there, and he's like, oh, that body wearing out on you, too bad, huh? Like I could do this all day. Also, I got America's ass, and. Uh, and then that some jogger comes running by and the cop is like, Oh, I need a new body. So, uh, he like draws down on the jogger. The jogger's like, Hey, uh, wait, I didn't, I didn't do anything like what. And then they, they just, the cop just shoots him. Yeah. Why and would then, you do uh, that? That's like, that's like slashing the tire in the car. You're about to steal. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. You got to slow him down long enough to get to it. <laughs> Well, and even if he gets a younger model, he's still going to have a bad leg. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, and so, yeah, so football bands runs off. It's implied that, uh, 80 Skinner steals the joggers body. Yeah. Football boy, uh, runs into a little kid on a bike. Yep. And she apologizes and goes on. Her mom is 
seconds later looking for like hey have you seen my oh you've been shot i don't want to talk to you yeah he's like oh no no, she's not that way go ahead you'll find her that way and she's like okay thanks uh also you've been shot yeah i'm out of here yep not coming back to this park nope (laughs) and the people uh, addicted to being shot out here the the jogger doesn't work so well no, but he, but another host does come up to, uh, to football boy and start cursing at him. And that is like the 10 year old girl, which is one of the greatest things ever in this movie. When yeah. like the 10 year old girl's like, Hey, you fucking fuck. I'm going to fuck your fuck right in the fuck. Yeah. And she's, uh, she did real good for being a yeah. little kid. She really sold the, like, I'm a angry, murderous old man thing. Yeah. <laughs> I assume she was from New Jersey. The That's actress. fair. Yeah. And uh, so she does what any kid would do and steals a goddamn bulldozer. Yeah, and she's like, move, you fucking piece of shit. It <laughs> <laughs> tries to run him over with a goddamn bulldozer. So good. Yeah. It's and genuinely he- probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Just that little he, kid swearing at this bulldozer, <laughs> trying to run over a guy. Yeah, it's like, and I that girl like, and that girl was definitely saying her lines like she knew what they meant. Yeah, which was great. It wasn't just like I'm just gonna they're gonna make me say fuck a lot, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be like if you hated me something in like Italian, and we're like read this phonetically, and I just yeah. did it and didn't understand. She was no, like, oh no, like, this fucking piece of shit is too slow. Got it. Yeah. That's my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so but he gets her out of the the bulldozer and is trying to oh we missed the dream <clears throat> we have to flash back real quickly <laughs> to the the dream he was having before the cop showed up at his house where he has saw his dead girlfriend as a force ghost as a force ghost and she gave him her heart locket that she had prayed over earlier to keep that God would keep him safe. Yeah. And she said that this locket was the only thing that would work against uh, A.D. Skinner. And so, and he woke up like with the locket in his bed, even though it hadn't been there earlier. How does how does she know that? Because she's a force ghost now, Chris. So she just now has knowledge of TV God and his his powers and weaknesses. Well, I mean, she's a presumably she's been she's banged God a couple times already since she's been in you know dead, and he's just imparted that knowledge to her through sex. Yeah, well, I mean, through pillow talk. Oh, afterwards, the afterglow. Yeah. yeah. So I just assume God has sex with everybody who dies, goes to heaven. I mean. Otherwise, weird. what's in it for him? Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he pulls out the 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 heart shaped meda- medallion. Not even medallion, just a fucking outline of a heart on a. It's a cheap ass jewelry piece, is what it is. Yeah. That he got her for her birthday or something. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, you remember my birthday, even though your whole family just died." And he's like, "Yeah, because you're my girlfriend." Yeah. And uh touching. Yeah. And so he he is like wrestling on the ground with this little girl who's trying to kill him and the mother shows up and is like what are you doing to my daughter? You sick fuck. Yeah, fair question. Yep. And then uh and then he puts the 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 necklace on the girl's chest and AD Skinner kind of like become like becomes a visible ghost outside of her well it comes out of her as a ghost which the mother is like the fuck (laughs) yeah a fair response (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then he jumps into her and she tries to kill him so he gets a hold of the locket again and puts it on her and forces him out of the the mom's body yeah and then and then the bulldozer driver shows up the one who's supposed to be driving the bulldozer, who is Alice Cooper's guitarist in real life, uh, or former guitarist or something. He has a tie to Alice Cooper's band and, uh, or as, as in being a member of or a former member of, 
and gets jumped into that, and the guy takes a pickaxe after him. Yeah. Wraps and, up the necklace on it. Yep, and then just throws the necklace and the pickaxe into the lake. Yeah. He fuck y'all. Fuck around. You, you, yeah. you can't have this anymore. Nope. He's just like, well, you know, I could I could try to just wing it into the lake using the pickaxe to as like leverage, or I could just throw the whole pickaxe and make it easy. I'm gonna just throw the whole pickaxe. And he uh football boy manages to escape. Yep. And heads back to campus to meet up with the other members of the football squad. And but, he has a plan. Yeah. Because he's going to get that locket back out of the lake using his diving mask that he has in his house. Yeah, because how else could you possibly see in that lake? Right. And uh, and so him and Jubal Early are going to go to the lake and wait for the coach and Pac-Man, who was played by Ted Raimi. Yep. Which was great. I was like, oh, it's Ted Raimi! <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, they and they're gonna go to the house and get the mask. Yeah, bring it to them. So uh, they go to wait, but so nobody they split shows. The party. They split the party. Always a good idea. Yes. Uh, Pac-Man and the coach are no shows. After like an hour, like, and because Jubal early is like, come on, just like give him some time, and he's like, dude, they're an hour and fifteen minutes late, and Jubal's like. Okay, fine, I guess. That's probably worth checking up on. I guess so. So they uh, they head to his house. Uh, the coach. Uh, is well, it- so in he goes into the house, the the uh, shower is running. Yeah. And in the on the mirror is written uh please save them, Nathan or whatever. Something like it sounds like it looks like a message from his dead girlfriend. Yeah. So he goes to the bathroom where the coach is with a knife. In the shower. Yeah. And uh gets out, but is dragging his one leg behind him. So football boy knows what's up already. Yep. He goes after him, gets his door slammed in his face. The coach uh fucking shinings the door. Yeah. Like Kool Aid Man through it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh the uh he runs into his bedroom, finds the corpse of Pac Man that was shoved up in the top of the closet, which is hilarious. Yep. He like pulls the cord to turn on the light in his closet, and just Ted Raimi just falls on him. Oh, that classic Ted Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least he wasn't dressed up like an old lady this time. Yeah. And uh I this I think is and this is this is where the uh, the dead girlfriend shows up as a force ghost again and gives AD Skinner the Care Bear stare and like well I'm sorry well the the AD Skinner in the coach's body the Care Bear stare and launches him and uh we find out that um we find out at some point that like Skinner tried to take over somebody's body, but they cared too much about, Oh, he cared too much about uh football boy and therefore couldn't take him over. Yeah. I think that's why Pac-Man got got instead of taking right. over. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he tried to take over Pac-Man, but Pac-Man's like, I love him so much. And like, well, you are an unsuitable host now due to the power of love. Yeah. Stupid power of love. Yep. Yeah, Huey Lewis, was a fucking genius. And uh and then so he tries so football man's tries to appeal to the coach inside the coach's body and telling him like oh you know you know you told anything's possible with Will and blah 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 and manages to coax the coach into fighting back a bit and basically the actor has to fight with himself yeah. for a little while. Which is always fun. I love when a person has to fight with themselves in the movies. Yeah. But A.D. Skinner overpowers him because apparently his will is like candy to him. It's nothing. Yep. And uh, he takes himself out. Yeah. So the coach is like, well, I guess I'm just going to take us take us both out so that he can't kill the, the boy. But that just causes then- A.D. Skinner to make make a ghost form and jump yep. into the 
the electrical sockets. Well, he jumps out, goes for him, sees electrical socket, and says, "Hmm, wonder if I can." Let's give it a try. And then he kind of like extends his fingers out into like metal prongs and then launches himself into the into the electrical system of the house and blows up a bunch of lights while the guy runs around the house shielding himself from exploding lights. Yeah. And then um detective father shows up with the cops. Yeah, cuz they're like we've yeah. Oh, yeah. Because for some reason they think that the, he's been killing people. Yeah. Well, the there was the whole park fiasco where a cop opened oh, yeah. fire on him. He grabbed oh, a kid, yeah. pinned him to the ground. I mean, he tried to molest a child. Yeah. There were several corpses. Yeah, I guess that's fair. There was an unlicensed pickaxe hook. <laughs> that was the worst of the crime. Now you got the EPA involved, so it's federal. Yep. Shut it all down. And so uh, Detective Dad is like, look, you're coming with me. We're going down to the station. Also, there's two dead bodies in this house, and here you are. Yeah, it's with a bad no look. explanation other than my dead ghost dad possessed them and killed themselves. Yeah, they just, killed themselves. just like that movie Ghost Dad. That's what happens in that, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Bill Cosby. Blech. Yeah. Yeah. What a controversial, bold statement. I know, right? Just just putting that out there. So, uh, they go to take him to the station. But, uh, Detective Dad has been infected by exploding lights. Yes. And, cause, and uh, Football Boy sees his foster dad dragging his leg behind him. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he, but he's in the back of the car already, so he's trying to get out. And then Jubal Early breaks the window, yeah, and hauls his ass out of there. And they start running. And then the the then eighty scanner just starts taking pot shots at him as they're running down the street. Which I like this part because there's a cop who's chasing after him, and then eighty uh, Skinner just starts firing wildly, which is his want. And the cop has to like jump back behind bushes so he doesn't get shot by the maniac. <laughs> and everyone else is like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. So Rhino tackles Detective Dad mm-hmm. while uh, Football Boy runs off into the night. Yeah. And somehow the black kid who tackled a cop does not get arrested. Yeah. It's the second cop he's tackled. Yeah. At an active crime scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, hey. Good on him. All the power to him. Yeah. If I could get away with tackling multiple cops, I would do it. Yes. I mean, I'm physically unable to do it, but if I could, (laughs) I would just run into him and fall over. (laughs) It depends which cops. There's probably some cops you could take out, Chris. Some real wobbly ones. Yep. Like the Ralph Wig. uh, I mean, the the Chief Wiggum's types you might be able to. Yeah. Get him in the knees. Yeah, chop block him. So, uh, a new plan is hatched. Yes. And boy, is this a fucking plan. It's the convoluted AF. Because they they end up, well, first they catch Football Boy. But Football Boy is set free because there were a series of murders that occurred. Murder leaders. After he was arrested. Yes. So you could not have done those. And uh, I, I guess A.D. Skinner even went to the lengths of being like, I am A.D. Skinner, renowned killer. Yeah. And this is my handiwork. Yeah, like like literally like left his name there. This work of A.D. Skinner. Yeah. So uh, he gets set free. They come up with a plan that is either... Genius or madness, I'm not entirely sure. They must have been all hopped up on fucking Quaaludes or something. I don't know where the fuck you would even come up with this plan. Well, a lot of LSD, they they tuned in, turned on, and dropped out. Yeah, Timothy Leary is in here somewhere, according to the yes. credits. He's the preacher. He's the guy raising money on TV. Ah, okay. <laughs> 
I'm glad you picked up what I was referencing there, Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, if there's one thing I know about, it's Timothy Leary. <laughs> Dr. Timothy, Timothy Leary. Leary. He didn't go to eight years of acid school to be called Mr. Nope. <laughs> his, his, his thesis for his doctor, doctoral thesis was, LSD is good. Yeah. Defend that. Here you go. Try some LSD. <laughs> Here, okay. take some of this LSD. You get a PhD now. I've been on it for eight years. <laughs> so, um, Doc, well, first, Detective Dad chases him down mm-hmm. to a rooftop, and they're on, like, a big satellite array. Oh, yeah, because it's the TV station. They chase him to the TV station. Yeah. And he climbs, like, all the way up to the tippy top of this fucking tower. And they're fighting, and then his the dad's body starts having a heart attack, and A.D. Skinner jumps out because he doesn't really want to have to experience a heart attack. And I mean, it's Im- like, it's implied if he the the vessel dies, he dies. Yeah, so he keeps jumping bodies, except for when he's not in a body. Yeah, it's, I don't know. The rule, the rules are vague. They're very vague. And then, so he ends up though getting caught in on the the dish of the transmission dish for the radio station, and gets beamed out to TV land. Yeah, that's reasonable. He's in the TV waves now. He's a TV now. Yeah, and then the dad, the foster dad, is like, yeah. And like, because the football boy's like, I didn't know you had heart problems. He's like, I don't, but I knew that, and you knew that, but he didn't know that, so I faked a heart attack somehow. Yeah, he thought he thought about it real hard. He had one of them yep. placebo heart attacks. Yeah, if you just if you repeat the word angina to yourself seven times very quickly, you will just you know. <laughs> you say suffer. angina in a mirror in a darkly lit room seven times, angina will come out of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and give you a heart attack. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and so they this then gives uh, football boy an idea. Yeah, a brilliant idea. Some would say, not sure who, yeah. but someone would say it. Uh, probably Will Skaven would. And so uh, he gets the squad together, the football squad. That's right. And they're like, I'm not sure what we're doing. He's like, I just need you to go to the power station and kill the power at midnight. Yeah. And they're like, I can do that. Sure, no problem. We can take down a chunk of L.A. with a football team. That's easy enough. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's that's what football squad is up to. Meanwhile, football Uh, boy. He's called the local TV station. Yeah. And gets them to set up a live feed in his baby sister's bedroom. Yeah, because he's going to make A.D. Skinner show up for him. It's a real yeah. scoop. Yep. And they're like, and he's like, and I got to go now. And they're like, but you just said you're going to give us the the killer. And he's like, yes, I need to go get the killer. So I will be back. And they're like, well, but how can we trust you? He's like, look, if you don't want this scoop, I can call other stations and they can show up and then you can just miss out on it. The guy's like, okay, fine. But if you make a fool of me on live TV, I have really nothing I can do about that. I have almost no recourse. Yeah. So they set up the camera feed. Yep. And then the guy, and then a football boy goes to his house to take a nap. Yeah. That's all really. Yeah. That's part of it. It's part, all part of his master plan. Because and, his his dreams connect to his father, which means he now has access to the TV realm. Well, no, so he's, but he, um, I think he gets, he goes looking in the lake for his, in the dream, he goes looking in the lake for the locket. And then his ex-girlfriend shows up and he runs away from her because he's startled by her. And then she keeps following him and he keeps running away from her because... No reason. We need to pad this movie. Yeah, because she had been good to him earlier when she was in his dreams. So, like, why would he run away from her now? Um, 
But then he wakes up and 80 Skinner is on TV killing a bird, like kills like Richard Attenborough and then kills the bird that Richard Attenborough was describing. Yeah. And then they tussle. Well, well, somehow he gets into TV realm. Well, he follows him. The So, yeah. So the 80 Skinner comes out of the TV. They tussle. I think maybe he uses the power of the locket to to drive him back into the TV, and then he decides to just follow him into the TV. Yeah, again, rules are unclear. He's like, well, I hope this fucking works, and just dives into the TV and like tries not to break his neck when his skull hits that fucking CRT screen at full speed. Yeah, those are real hard. <laughs> yep. Like, crazy hard. Yeah, like, yeah, like, he would crack his skull or break his neck if he did not just enter the TV realm. Yeah. So, uh, they, they now are fighting across television stations. Yep. And And there's some fun bits in there. Like, uh, leave it to beaver. Yeah. Like, (laughs) he's like beaver, let me in the car. And the dad (laughs) is just like giving him a life lesson. And, uh, there's like fucking nuclear war they fight through. There's like planes, they're like skydiving as they fall from a plane at some point. I don't know, it's just fun. Yeah, they show it's up like with kid. John Tesh at the news station and they're fighting over his news desk. Well, yeah, because John Tesh is like, and there's reports of, you know, like the of football mans and A.D. Skinner fighting in various television shows. That's very weird. And then they just come across his desk, much like Outlanta would across the couch. And, uh, and then he's like, did you guys get that? <laughs> also, we're, it implies that people all over the town were calling the TV station to inform them that they saw football boy and A.D. Skinner fighting in Vietnam stock footage they were watching on yeah. air for some reason at like 830. What the well, fuck TV station is doing that? <laughs> like it's all crazy it's great and it's like but it's like Forrest Gump before Forrest Gump because like they insert them to look like they belong in the footage even though they're not actually part of the footage like they're colored right and like any graininess is matched and all that kind of stuff it's great and uh it's actually really well done yeah for the time for the time and eventually they end up it's some kind of like uh it's some kind of weird recursive TV loop room in his yeah, sister's like bedroom. Like like they fell into Roseanne, basically. Yeah. Oh no, oh 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 no, they they pop out of the TV, fight in some TV viewer's house, and then jump back into the TV. Yeah. And then but he grabs the but um football boy grabs the remote on the way through. And changes the channel in, from inside the TV until they get to the live feed. And then he jumps out of the live feed into his little sister's bedroom and brings Skinner with him. Yeah. And it turns out that he now can control Skinner with the remote. Yeah. Like, Be- he can just, like, swing him around, like, fucking with telekinesis with the TV remote. And I know what you're thinking. What the hell is going on with that all of a sudden? And I'm like, yeah, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> yep, because it's a TV remote control, and he is a TV character now, so he can be remote controlled. And so the plan is that Football Squad is going to take the power down. So then A.D. Skinner will be stuck in a TV, even though he's not in the T. Or is he? See, this is where I get real confused. He's in the TV waves. When he's in the TV, he's in the TV waves. So if they can kill the power, they can kill the TV waves while he's in them, and presumably he will die. But they're in the 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 not in the TV. They're in the room, or are they in right. the TV in the room? No, no, they're in the room, and that's why he's like, "Ha ha!" Like in three minutes, they're gonna cut the power, and Skinner's like, "Ha ha!" Three minutes ago, you're you said that was three minutes because. Your watch is fucking broken, asshole. And the guy's like, what? Oh, Looks at oh, his watch, oh. like taps it. And he's like, oh, fuck, my watch is broken. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I don't know now when they're going to bring down the power. 
It's it's now. It's right now. Right. And so they, they both end up back in the TV feed going through like the lens of the camera. And they're fighting inside the camera. And uh, well, no, they're fighting in the room in the camera because the camera is capturing a big image of the room. So they're in the room inside the camera. Well, yeah. But in order to escape, football boy jumps through the camera. Yeah. Into the lens. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. They're fighting in TV land for a bit until, like, uh, the football crew can bring down the power by hitting it with a crowbar. Yeah. Seems like a real big oversight on whoever constructed the power grid, but... Yep, you just put on a welding mask and hit it with a fucking crowbar, and all the power of the town goes away. Hey, you just took down 266 city blocks worth of power. Good job. (laughs) Millions of people lost power because you hit something with a crowbar. And, uh... Yeah, and then so, but he manages, uh, football boy manages to jump into the real world just in time. And Skinner gets killed by lack of electricity. Yeah, he explodes into pixels. Yep. And then, uh, the, he, he has a talk with his girlfriend in a dream or maybe not a dream. I don't fucking yeah. know anymore. Well, she's a forced ghost either way. And he's like, so I'm going to live for like decades and you're dead and I love you and all. And she's like, yeah, don't worry. Just I'll always be with you. Just, you know, keep on living. And I'm like, but what happens when he meets someone else falls in love and has kids? Is she just going to be like, now I'm going to haunt your ass. You fucker. Yeah. Like, cool. Cool. You're yeah. going to, you're going to watch that, huh? The whole thing. <laughs> all right. I mean, you do you, I guess. Yeah. Cause, mm, cause that's what the, teenagers don't think about is the fact that oh no you've only lived you know 19 years or so you've got another like 60 ahead of you you're probably gonna fall in love with someone else in that time that's kind of the way things happen yeah and then the movie stops yep it just ends it's just over now which is fine they do play a rocking 80s metal shocker song yes well because shocker should have been an 80s band if they weren't But so, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Uh, well, it sure was long. For no discernible reason. It's weird. It feels like it feels like a series of different like set pieces that they didn't know how to flow into particularly well. Like it, it, you watch it and it feels like four distinct pieces you got the like the cop drama at the beginning and then you got like the the whole electric chair bit the green the green mile bit yeah and then you do fallen for a little while and then you do all of the completely nonsensical tv shit yeah um it's not great it has moments of okay <laughs> i like that kid a whole lot yeah. <laughs> the the last scene, even though it is nigh incomprehensible as to what the fucking hell is even happening, is fun at least. Yeah, it's like Inception before Inception existed. I'm a sucker for the like jumping through the TV bit. But I mean, all in all, it's uh, I don't know. You could probably pass on this one. It doesn't do anything particularly notable. I mean, it's fine. Average slightly below, but I mean, you're not missing anything if you don't want to spend two hours watching this. What do you think, Troy? Um, it, This movie was not what I expected. Like, I expected it to be like, hey, he gets electrocuted at the beginning, of the very beginning of the movie, and then just runs around electrical killing people the rest of the time until they manage to figure out a way to stop him. And... Like, I didn't expect there to be a dream connection or a parental connection or anything like that. Like, I or him jumping bodies. I just expect him to be like, I got electrocuted. Now I'm an electric god. And I'm going to just electrocute all the fuckers who are responsible for me getting caught and the killing me. And that is not what this movie is at all. So that kind of, like, threw me. Um, also, I think we, we, I think, I think the last episode I said that the dude was black. 
And I think as Chris put at the end of the as the outro that Mitch Pelegi is not black, and he is the uh, the uh, titular shocker in this movie. So I was wrong about that. Uh, that's one of those Mandela effects, I think. Uh, and the music in this was actually kind of good. A lot of punk, a lot of metal. Yeah, but there was like, some. There was, actually was Alice Cooper in it. Yeah, like it was enjoyable. I enjoyed this, the music in this movie. Uh, yeah, the little kid was great. Uh, there are a couple other good bits to this movie, but yeah, like as Chris said, it's it's too long for its own good. It doesn't really know what it's trying to be. I don't think. And yeah, I I would also give this a pass. I would say unless you really want to just make sure you see all of Wes Craven's movies or all of Mitch Pelegi's movies. Um, uh, or you just like want to watch a clip of that little girl, like being mouthy. That's good too. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, I think this movie is a pass for me. So, uh, Chris, what are we watching next week? We are watching the voyeurs voyeurs. That's how you say that word. Yes. The voyeurs as, uh, suggested by my wife. Um, it is a, uh, sexy thriller so hopefully uh hotlanta and chris will have to watch that together thank god uh, on a couch in the same room i'm making eye contact the whole time (laughs) i'm not going to know what's happening in the movie but i will make him uncomfortable (laughs) and uh yeah so uh i have i watched it with my wife and she's like you know what you should watch that for your podcast and i was like since we got to the very end of this movie i will agree with you but uh the, the beginning of this movie you won't know why you're watching this uh, for the podcast. So. I've often said we don't watch enough erotic thrillers. <laughs> we need more of them, Chris. Yeah. So what if other people want to recommend an erotic thriller? Well, they could go to our Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. They could email us at Slaughter Prin- Podcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. They could go to our subreddit r slash SHP podcast. Uh, and if they could go to also go to our discord at discord.starsprincess.com and go to the hashtag movie requests channel and request a movie there because that's what that channel is for. Uh, and if you want to listen to us in ways other than what you're current, currently doing, I don't know why figure it out. And, uh, if you would like to support us financially, you can go to, uh, patreon.starsprincess.com or store.starsprincess.com. And I would like to give a sincere thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, we, did recently give you a secret edit of uh, our lost episode that uh, our friend and patron Christian LeBlanc was kind enough to do for us. Uh, I cannot steer you to his Patreon anymore because he is not running one. But uh, if you uh, if you can just Google, I'm sure if you Google Christian LeBlanc 3D art, you will probably find some 3D artwork he has done, and that's cool. Uh, so shout out to Christian. Hmm. So come back next time for The Voyeurs. And whether podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Yeah, you you really can't get enough of the idea of watching erotic thrillers with Hot Lana.